1: On a Tuesday night You play Thursday cause you're... What a feeling,
2: what a night. Hello and welcome to A What A Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network where we're talking all things Tottenham Spurs and joining me Sean Walsh as he does every week, apart from last week Jude Summerfield, Jude we have Jude, we haven't spoken in a while about Spurs have we?
1: Not about Spurs, no, not particularly. Um, we have spoken. Uh, there haven't been any. Uh, there's not been any any issues between us. We have been. We've been on speaking <laughs> times.
0: We've, we haven't spoken at all,
1: really. <laughs> we were in a fora. We spurs. were we, we were chatting. Um, but yeah, not nothing too Tottenham specific recently, which you know is a bit of a shame because they they've started to figure out what they're about and pull their finger out, so to speak. Um, so yeah, yeah. But how are you doing, mate?
2: You're right. Yes, good. Yeah, yeah. We're not in person today. We're not in, in an office day, so it's annoying because I do like just sitting around a table with Jude and just going at it, giving a little <laughs> punch here and then. That's why we're not talking anymore. There's one punch yeah. too many.
1: Yeah, that's why we don't speak anymore. Yeah. because because of that sort of stuff.
2: <laughs> we are, we show up. This is business. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can't you can't sleep wearing suits and ties, um, <laughs> tuxedos, you know, all that sort of, all that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, we don't do the, the like the sideways high five. We do the handshake, and that's it. <laughs> but don't look me in the eye. Oh uh, no. <laughs> yeah. So today we are rounding off, what has been basically a week of Harry Kane coverage in Spurs media circles like this, because he's now the club's all-time record scorer and it, you need all the content you can get don't you i mean i don't know about you i i've tried i've tried to listen to as many kind of hurricane things as i was like humanly really possible this week i haven't actually listened to everyone though so mm-hmm. but i am hoping there's still appetite that this is a nice little this is a little treat this is a little chocolate at the end of a big meal
1: <laughs> yeah we're delving into the heroes here to yeah. uh to give everyone some good cane coverage it's been We're going like, back to front. Yeah, it's an, it's been a nice week a celebration, uh, <laughs> of celebration uh, of of all the of all these goals, and um, I'm I'm not sure. I think the the most I've sort of got into it is seeing all the compilations on Twitter of uh, you know his, his first goal and you know having a penalty saved and all that sort of stuff all the way coming through to like the header against Arsenal, which like yeah, and it's just like oh, I just start start thinking about games which I was at like the old lane to like see him score and uh, like oh, I went to that to that one where he scored the header I just you know it's just it's just a lovely little nostalgia trip and you know it's who doesn't it's so love great it. washing your, your mind with that sort of stuff <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I haven't got round to it I really am going to do it at some point with like I'm going to cook up like a big nice meal or something and sit down and watch the 45 minute video of every Kane goal because someone made a point though, it's like hard to remember like, a Kane goal that wasn't impressive in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he gets called a, he, he was called a tapping merchant before, but it's like the technique that he has with his finishing, the movement that he has, the way that he kind of can contort his body a little. I think the maybe the best example of that was the Wolves game this season, where um what was it, the header from the corner and he put he he shifts away from Nathan Collins. He get he kind of moves his neck a little, and just, there's enough to get the header. So, just a really excellent collection of goals. And I had to talk myself out of doing an article which was ranking every single one of the two hundred sixty seven. I was like, <laughs> that would be that would be really cool. Can I? Can I? No. Yeah. No. No. i, I do not in the end.
1: Sure. The upkeep on such an article alone would <laughs> be ridiculous.
2: uh, trying to live with that 267 (laughs) entries plus oh yeah it just wouldn't work it just simply wouldn't work
1: we'd be pushing the boundaries there of what is possible um we we can dream yeah he's just such a multifaceted player isn't he and like he just he just comes up with every sort of finish um the and and i think the, the funny thing is a lot of it does seem quite repeatable like the way he he strikes from like I don't know from the right side of the box into the far corner or like yeah. manages to work space on the edge of the box like uh like that goal against Fulham the other week was identical to one he scored against Huddersfield a few seasons back, you know? Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. Um he's he's got but early like, Kane, that was.
1: Yeah, he's got like every trick in the book and he can score all sorts of goals and um he's just been a fabulous, fabulous player. And you you were at the game when when he broke the record, weren't you? So um yeah. Yeah, the best seat in the hoose to to uh, to see
2: that moment. It wasn't like it didn't. It's not. I'm not like being cliche. It's not like a moment that happened in slow motion, but it did. It took me a second to realise when we won, when Hoiberg went to start the pitch, and it looks like he's going to stumble over, and he shifts it to Kane, and you see how much space is in, and, and you like my thought process was, oh my god, this is it. He's going to do it, and it wasn't the cleanest of strikes, but. You just didn't like have any doubt that it was gonna go in. Like I don't I don't know if you play much like FIFA anymore. There's almost like a mechanism in the game where it's like, if you're in just such a good position, even if the shot isn't good, it will just let the, the ball go in for you. Like the keeper <laughs> will just kind of ragdoll himself or something. It was the case here, it wasn't a clean strike, but it just ended up in the net and it was just like you could feel it. And we we'll, I was with uh my friend formerly of the ninety min parish Matthew Connor Simpson and he was his first comment to me was about that it was just like I couldn't believe how loud it got in here. Like it was almost okay. like it wasn't just a goal, it was that meant so much more. So yeah, to have been there for that. And to be there for that, like, the speech afterwards and stuff, that was really kind of special. And it was good that we won. I think um mm. Rob Daly, the Spurs TV commentator, and our friend Ben Haynes have talked about it on the Royal Rivers podcast earlier this week. That it would have been so anti <laughs> if <laughs> we'd not won the game or if we'd like conceded a last minute goal. To do that, we could, we could, we. There's no way it would have gone through if that yeah. happened. So it was yeah. really good that we managed to hold on. It was such a big win. Yeah, I mean, I mean the
1: game itself is 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 almost a a sideshow, to be honest. Mm. To like to to the rest of the coverage, it's it was so odd just because City were so all over the place, and um this this strange record they have at, at Tottenham Stadium just continues oh, no. and. Um, it's and, so good <laughs> and and then there was fallout for them like the day after obviously with a load of charges that have been brought up against them and it's I, I don't know just you know it, 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 it's just felt like there is some brightness in the world of football perhaps and we can we can we can we can crack on and maybe Spurs can have a good second half of the season
2: <laughs> yeah well I think you're right there's kind of layers to this kind of wholesomeness in the City are you know they're they were before they got taken. They were a big-ish club. They had a good sized fan base and all that kind of stuff. A little bit of history, more than most other clubs in this country. But, but what people know Man City for now is so kind of artificial. It's so well the, the recent Premier League charges kind of prove it. Um, it's not that sense. Whereas with Spurs, it's been about kind of for all for all of kind of Levy's flaws and his recent criticisms. He. He had, like he and I could take it upon themselves to slowly develop the club to bring it to the standard that it is now, and for a homegrown talent to have come through to score a goal against a team like that, a team who wants him, a team who have purchased another uh, quote one of their own in Jack Grealish from Aston Villa, who had an awful game locked up by Emerson Royale. <laughs> I thought it was quite. I thought it was quite poignant. It, it was a game like it wasn't just like a, a meaningless Saturday three pm wasn't broadcast in the UK against like Bournemouth or something. It was mm-hmm. um the prime time game of the weekend. It was home to the champions, the well formerly the best team in the country, but whatever. Um it just felt it felt quite poetic. It really felt like that was a real kind of big narrative moment. Yeah. Well
1: oh, poor Jack Grealish. To be to to be honest, while I was watching it uh, um Actually went like oh that's that good challenge there Grealish but that's as good as (laughs) they ever got for some (laughs) reason like the way he he tried to take the pull forward, he he was getting locked up by Emerson which is um which is yeah we should get yeah we'll give Emerson some props he was pretty amazing like he just he was he was fantastic on the right there um but yeah yeah I agree it was it was was nice and I think obviously has had links with City before and there was that whole summer and. It's, it's nice that it's a scruffy finish because it's, it's, you know, it's an agitator for other people as well. <laughs> <You know? laughs> of course he scruffed it in, you know. Oh, it's lucky again, that Harry Kane.
2: <laughs> so let's... This pod. Wait, so let's go back to the start. We all remember um, the penalty miss against Hearts. Everyone wrote him off. you if you said you didn't. Because it was a crap penalty. Let's, let's not twist, get it twisted. It was a crap penalty. No confidence, no kind of power behind it. No direction. And you just think, yeah, this, this guy, it's not happening. It's not happening. But, to his credit, he went out online a couple of times after that. Wasn't always good, but he was okay. Around 2013-ish, starts kind of making his way. He's like a 3rd twist striker. And in 2014, it really kind of, he's getting a few more sub-appearances. He's getting a few more cameos. When did it click for you that he might not be useless? <laughs> um I think I, I went to
1: Spurs Newcastle in 2014-15, I think.
2: Where the League Cup?
1: No, no, not in the League Cup, actually. In the um in the in the, in the Prem one, and I think they were playing Adabayor and Soldado in that game. It was the one where they went ahead, Adabayor scored, and then um they conceded really uh quickly into the second half. Um and by like I think the 60th minute they were two one down or
2: something like that. It was quite wild. Um, oh yes, I do yes, I do remember now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which was a really, really odd game. Um, but it, it got to the point where I was just like, oh, Kane, he's on the bench. Why hasn't he been brought on? And like time kept ticking on, ticking on buying, ticking on buying. It's yeah, he, he had proven in like the weeks. Leading up to it, really, and I, I, I know it's Europa League group stages and and all that sort of stuff, but you know, throw these people on and give them give them a chance from the outset. You know, um, he he like obviously had no idea about the, you know the sort of link up play that would would come further down the line, but in those early days, he was just he was really he was really good at shifting the ball out of his feet and um and shooting into into low corners. So it was just like get him on, you know. I think that's what really yeah.
2: it for me. That was the yeah. Point. I think there were, there were two kind of flashbulb moments for me. The The, the first where I realised, oh, hang on, he actually might be useful at least. Um, there was a League Cup game against Hull. I think it was the third or fourth round in 2013 14 when AVB was still under a lot of pressure. It was just like, we kind of need to progress in the Cup if we're going to show that we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go 1 0 no up whole turn it around, then the next time goes to 2-1. And then Kane comes off the bench and it's a strike from just the edge of the area. It goes from left to right. And he hits it so cleanly and it goes into the far-hand corner, like the side of the net. And I was just like, I, was so, I remember being so impressed by the technique. I was just like, wow, like, okay, fair enough. You can't be crap and do that. But that's not a fluke. If you're a striker, you're, you're doing that a lot. So...
1: Because he didn't Fair like enough. smash that one, did he? Like, no, I'm yeah, really you're right. Watching yeah. It. It's sort of it doesn't well, I'm not trickling, but you know, it's got enough pace on it, but it's accurate enough. It mean, just it's just, it's a clean corner. strike.
2: Yeah. He's not he's not like Pavlyuchenko. he's not just hitting it as hard as he can. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was really... that was it. And then the second moment was the start towards the start of the 14-15 season where I think he yeah, had a good end to the 13-14 season. It was like, okay, maybe it's the third choice striker Probably we play in the Europa League a bit more under Poch in the second season. We um, that was where this moment happened, where it was against uh, Besiktas at home, the game where Vlad Kirikos tries to play basketball in the last minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was standing in the park lane and in the first half Kane uh, broke the deadlock. It was almost a kind of similar strike to that whole one, except it kind of I think it goes in off the inside of the post. <laughs> and I was just, just thinking like, he needs to be playing more over at the or Sordalo because we're not going anywhere. We may as well just give him these opportunities, you know? And then, yeah, in the coming weeks, like, I think this was just before that Newcastle game that you were referring to, which I completely blanked out of my mind because um, yeah. it was so dull. Um, and then, yeah, that was the story of his season. That was, that was who he was, you know? That's, it's who he grew, grew into being. It was so fun that kind of first year on the poch where, Scoring every week, and then that kind of brings me to my next point. Because I think it, this this feels like everyone's now in agreement with this. Did you think that the Chelsea five free game was when you realised it couldn't just be a start? It was okay. He might be special here. Uh,
1: I I think so, yeah, because it was it was the manner of the goals for me. Like, um, I th- there was there was a, there was the Villa free kick before, which was sort of like a great <laughs> moment, but like. <laughs> I don't really know if it was a like I am the guy moment. It <laughs> just
2: uh, <laughs> deflected
1: and obviously went past the goalie who wasn't.
2: It should one. have gone down as an own goal, honestly. It yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's the only free kick that he's ever scored. Like a actual it mattered. It kind of skews the stats. Like it should be zero. He should. Have, it should be that he's never scored a free yeah. kick. Yeah.
1: Completely. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I do think the Chelsea game is just, it is quite iconic, really, um, because of the way he like, uh, the, obviously, Chelsea were flying under Mourinho and weren't losing at all and had a really shit out solid defensive unit as well. Um, mm. And it was the way he just managed to, you know, with those sort of weird body contortions and little slight movements here, just create yards of, the space in, in in the box just to find just to find those far those far corners. And um you know, I don't think it was just him at that game. Like uh I think I like Andros Townsend and Nasser Chadley were absolutely <laughs> a mess. <laughs> Which is really weird looking back on it now. Um but yeah like the whole place was was buzzing and, and Kane was the guy who was like who was who was orchestrating it really, especially towards the end. Yes, was, yeah when uh, you know he was sort of he was rolling past players and shooting into the far corner um but yeah and and, and the first goal is brilliant just because it's it's you just, you just seem to be plodding along like it just seems to be going like okay he's coming come inside and it's sort of like all right shoot from there and it just whizzes in <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> it just, it's just classic cake hey, because it's just um you know i'll, I'll shoot from anywhere and you know, if, if I get it in the right area, I've got a chance. Yeah, and That's how he yeah. scored so many
2: goals. I think you're right. You, you mentioned it there about it wasn't just for Kane. It was, it was like the breakout of Potts' spurs. And he was the one kind of leading that charge. And the goals were brilliant themselves. I think the, the other thing I like about that is it wasn't on the UK commentary, but it was on like the global feed. But it's the commentary that is used in most of the clips of it for the two goals. The first one, um, it was Peter Drury. It was the famous one of their own for that goal. And the second one was when he turns the defender and pushes it through Terry or Cahill's legs, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and he goes, oh, that's gorgeous. How good is he? And it's just like, it, these moments have everything. It's
0: the <laughs>
2: breakout of the team, the breakout of Kane, the commentary to go along and that they all live forever. It was just, uh, it was so good. And I remember, I remember like really dreading that game as well, like just being like New Year's Day it's just like oh, it's such a chore we're going to get battered by the best team in the league and then well, you, you uh, get a nice surprise every now and then
1: yeah were you feeling slightly fatigued on the day Sean
2: no I wasn't the other thing I remember from this was that um, I was watching it with my girlfriend at the time and she was also a Spurs fan and she got really annoyed by how happy I was for Kane <laughs> so was just, we watched it together I was just like that's my guy that's my fucking guy she was like alright calm down <laughs> no you calm down
1: you calm down. He's doing bits against the best team in the country. Yeah.
2: You could you could never do this. <laughs> you score a 25-yard screen against Chelsea, then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. My, that was my memory of it. So, he ends the season in really great form. I think he comes second or third in the Golden Moot standings. Certainly the highest English scorer. And then, going into next year, he starts it quite slowly. He has a couple of games where he's a bit either anonymous or he just misses scissors. Do you remember the Everton 0-0 at the start of fifteen sixteen? Yeah. Where it's like twice it was played through and he misses and he's kind of a bit like Ugh. um were you were you ever really worried about being a air quote one season wonder?
1: I don't think so actually really 'cause cause Spurs were still a, a still a decent side and like uh, getting some decent results at the start of the fifteen sixteen team anyway. Um, and everything seemed to be like moving in the right direction and it was just that this guy up front was you know having a bit of a mare <laughs> um, and like as as to get obviously as the games like roll on and roll on you have pressure exerted from you know other fan bases and that sort of stuff um but it just seemed like there would be there would come a time when it would click and then he'd be fine again and um, you know, the August cursed is, is is just something that's a bit that was a bit strange, right? Like, looking back, yeah, it, looking back at it these days. Um, but then, like, uh, it, it I, when he eventually scored against City with like a goal that should have been chalked off for offside, um, <laughs> it wasn't like that far into the season. It was, I think it was only like September or October, it can't have been that far in. So, I remember it being yeah. really bright and sunny, uh, day at holiday <laughs> Oh, it was um, class,
2: wasn't it? That, that day, because yeah. that was like Lamella's breakout game. And that was, that's why I remember it <laughs> yes. so funny. That's why I personally yes. remember it so fun. The funny, famous so.
1: Lamella breakout game.
2: Yes. Yeah. Very sure.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> anyway, enough about the Lamella pod. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but thing, that, that City goal was, the thing I remember most from that was that, do you remember he went through this period where he really kind of talked about wanting to be like Shearer and how Shearer is his and stuff like that. And that was the one goal that he celebrated with like, his hand up like Shearer, like trying to make it a thing that, yeah, I'm the successor. And it's quite... The silhouette of that is used in a few kind of promotional things now. And it just looks so weird where... Because it's not the usual, like the jump fist pump that he does now. And it's just okay. like, why did he ever try and be like Shira? Why did Why did he just take his <laughs> <a> celebration? <laughs> like, again, yeah, you can admire him and you want to like break his record and stuff. It's like... Yeah. Celebration. Maybe
1: he got swept up a little bit in it, just in the breaking a duck or whatever. But yeah, as of, of all the celebrations to to steal as well. It's you know, I mean, we've all done the share in the park. It, or whatever, it's,
2: it's, it's so it's so on the nose, though, isn't it? Like oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. There's nothing subtle about it. I've got to do that to the storage instead. <laughs> <laughs> Starts waving uh, his arms. Yeah,
1: if he yeah if he fancies having a dance, he can have it. A... Never
2: dance, it's like, yeah, that's uh, my celebration. It'd be I made a weird it.
1: gear shift, I think, but <laughs> you know, why,
2: <laughs> why not? Uh, yeah, so he ends that season 15 16 season as the golden boot winner, his first golden boot. Uh, the because of the last day collapse at Newcastle, they had to take the promotion images the next day because it was like, you know, it's a bad time to put our any stuff. watch mm. going at the press conference, just like. Yeah, I'll eat loads of bad food and rubbish and stuff, and get away from this all. So nice little microcosm of that season. Um, but then the next year, when he when he goes back to back for the golden boot, particularly with that kind of late run, where he scores, what was it, seven goals in the last week
1: yeah like yeah, yeah seven goals in two games was yeah
2: because <laughs> it was like going into the final week it was like oh who's going to win the golden boot Alexis Sanchez or Romelu Lukaku okay it's just like <laughs> fuck it fuck it. I'm going to score seven goals against Leicester and Hull. Ends screw up, you guys
1: <laughs> ends up winning it
2: by four goals
1: clear yeah. <laughs> of the next person which is just Maybe so a really wild. good ratio
2: 29 <laughs> goals in 30 games that ended it with
1: yeah remarkable I mean some stat padding towards the end for sure um yeah. As, as uh, if, I think that was that that took spurs to something crazy for goals scored for the year. Um, oh, I hate I looking back at that season, yeah. I hate 86.
2: looking back at it.
1: Yeah. It's like they scored the most goals, they conceded the fewest, and they didn't end up winning the league. And,
2: like, it's you what know, the, it's, the, yeah. A season for me is always like, when the hell are we going to get 86 points in the season again?
1: Yeah,
2: but enough about that. No, we're not talking about that. No negativity, <laughs> only positive vibes, dude can't really think about that. Can you think about Kane recreating some of those goals, like, do you remember against Stoke where he scored a hat-trick? I think it was his, it was either his first or second goal where there was a corner that came in and it looked like it was a bit kind of played behind the defenders, but yeah. he's on the edge of the box he just volleys it in and it's just like, how, the, the way to like kind of control that kind of volley is just like, you have to be so technically gifted to do it because everyone thinks, oh yeah, I could do that. And mm-hmm. you try and do it and believe me, you, Power. You can't do it. So is
1: that left footed as well? Or have, have I got that mixed up? Let me pull it up. Let
2: me First pull it up. Maybe it came keep, from
1: the right and then came in and
2: keep, was keep talking, edge. keep, talking. That, was keep my, talking.
1: that was my memory of it. But that yeah, that's Your a funny of. game. That. that was that was that was a funny game, wasn't it? They ended up winning about like 4 0, I think. Right. Yes, there
2: right. was the period where we always battered Stoke. <laughs> Yes. Like just all the time. Stoke with the yeah. whipping boys.
1: We were cracking them like four-nil consecutively over the seasons. Um although we did that to a, a fair few of the the guys in that in that division. I remember like Watford ended up being smacked about and- <laughs>
2: so always. That. Yeah, yeah. Watford always good for giving us a few points, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I <laughs> those those last two games in that golden boot season are like so hilarious in that towards yeah. the end of the game they're just running away and scoring goals and the whole one is ridiculous especially because <laughs> it ends up like fire round ends up scoring Ben Davis ends up scoring <laughs> um one Yama ends up scoring <laughs> it's
2: just like <laughs> fill your boots we were, I'm not so would have been relegated already Ugh. I find really grainy zoomed in videos of this game games so I'll take your word for it it's left footed that just makes it more impressive let's let's run the narrative it's left footed.
1: Yeah,
2: we'll, we'll do that. Unless
1: I've been looking but, uh,
2: at videos mirrored on YouTube all these years. <laughs> so um possible. But yeah, so that, the padding that end of that season, that helped contribute towards became becoming um, one of the top scorers in Europe over the calendar year. He became the record scorer in a calendar year in the Premier League. That was a big thing around Christmas time 2017. Broke the record against Southampton. But then it was, this came quite commonplace where it was like Kane shattering all these records and being in all the graphics where it's like, it's Messi and Ronaldo and it's Kane. And it's just like, what the, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> was how like, how, perfect how perfect can a player game? from Spurs be doing this? Yeah.
1: No, it, it, it was wild, yeah. Because you had him with Ronaldo and Messi and Suarez and all these, all these lads who were just belting them in year on year but who've been so established for so long. And then he's just absolutely bonking them in, <laughs> like left, right and center. And that, <laughs> and that, that hat trick in, in in the Southampton game was, it was just another one of him just scoring all sorts of different types of goals. You know, like showing his... Uh, there's one where he just dinks it in towards the end, I think. Uh, he just yeah, see, he, he does and, like
2: the little fake, doesn't he? Yeah. He makes it look like he's going to do the dink. Like, and then does the dink. And it's just like... Oh, you can... The... Bulls to be able to do that, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't dare do that in like a game of it, or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a, he, yeah, just a crazy talented, talented uh performance. And yeah, it, it was, it was nice around Christmas and New Year's because I was just captaining him in FPL and he was returning all these ridiculous amounts of points, which is you know, you know, a bit of a sad indictment of my life around that time, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it was nice, man. You know, I was just coming back in from. Days out with friends around Christmas time, being like, oh, "Okay, he scored fucking
2: fifty points this week, <laughs> mega." Yeah, it was just like the definitive. Like, you can't. There's nothing you can really kind of say against him. Like, he's he's legit. He's here. He's one of the best players in the world. I think that was the time he got um on the Ballon d'Or for the first time. Like, voted for it. I think he came tenth. <laughs> and I was just like the again, like the idea of that, oh, like wow. a Spurs player, a homegrown Spurs player, breaking into the top ten of the Ballon d'Or. And bear in mind, obviously, we haven't won a trophy, which is like to do that without having won a major title or anything like that. It's obscene. You have to be another level because this isn't just like other players. This is like you're convincing like the foreign media and people like that. Like, there's the whole thing that Poch thought about when he was talking about prioritizing Champions League instead of like the FA Cup or the League Cup. It's like he cares more about what Spurs think and those other kind of major football countries. And this, this kind of culminated in. Kane getting revered from all over Europe hmm.
1: yeah well he was putting in good performances in the Champions League like towards the end of mm. 2017 as well like right. uh, I think he scored a couple against Dortmund and uh, with, was, the yeah, think, uh, with the net
2: sounds yeah with the net
1: sounds remember those that that keeper having a bit of a male, like I'd been being twice at the oh Berkey and, yeah yeah that was
2: yeah absolutely oh Kane did terrible. say actually recently I think he did a Q&A on Twitter or something where he talks about like his favourite goals. And he said that um, the home game against Dortmund at Wembley, where he turns Socrates and then just kind of outmuscles him and he falls to the ground and he's looking for the foul and he doesn't get given and he runs in and he slots in, in the near post. That was one of his favourite goals because it kind of showed his complete skill set, that he had the ability to drive from deep. He had the ability to hold him off. He had the ability to finish and think quickly to finish at the near post like he did. So that was really good. I was there for that one as well. That was quite cool.
1: He had like a good little spell of being able to just like dart in behind defenders. Like I think he, he did. Kane with a yard of pace was. Kane with a yard of pace, yeah. Like the uh, when they when they smashed Liverpool four one, I think he just it's like, one where Day yeah. and just has a little mare and dives over the top of it. But he's got the little yard of pace, and he just plays it into Sun and yeah, it was crazy.
2: Kane um, where he had that just everything to be like the complete number nine. Ah, oh, the physicality, the strength, the speed. Yeah. Beautiful. Even I, I, the big game, I do know how as well, like even against Madrid, he kind of forced the own goal out of Varane at the Bernabeu. He didn't score against Madrid at home, but he was so kind of crucial to how Ericsson and Dele Alli were able to score their goals and dropping deep and causing all these problems um, against Juve in the away leg scored. That goal got us back into the game. And that was just after um, we beat Arsenal with that, where he, Kind of rises above, Koscielny or yeah. whoever it was, and just, like you just hanging there forever. Yeah, wonderful. And it's like, it. and it's just like, oh, it's just what? What a shock! I can't, like, I can't. like just going through this now. It's like, I don't any words left for it? Well, I'm not even halfway through this bloody running order. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well he was a goal
1: scorer goal scorer extraordinaire in that year in 2017. And um yeah, he just truly established himself as one of the best in the world. And he's he's been there ever since, really.
2: The same in 2018, goes to the World Cup, wins the golden boot there. He's he's on the world stage. Like it's kind of undeniable at this point. Uh eighteen nineteen, obviously, no signings, but he's carrying a lot of the load first half of the season anyway. In January, gets a kind of little bit of a major slash minor injury where he's out for like a month or two and uh, Dele Ali gets injured at the same time. And that's really kind of annoying and Sol and Urente and Eriksson kind of piece it together. He comes back, gets injured in the Champions League against Man City and that kind of kickstarts a kind of like a little mini decline and then he gets himself fit for the Champions League final. And the eternal debate what was should Kane come into the team? Should Lucas keep his place? Should should he be the starter? Who else would come out? And it feels like it feels like people kind of get bored. Where I put the the thing I put on the running order is should Kane have started the twenty nineteen Champions League final? And for me the answer is yes, because if Pochettino does not start his best player. In the biggest game in the club's history, even if he's not 100 percent fit, that would hang over him forever. And I think it's really kind of unfair to kind of lay blame at his door. That it was just like, oh, we played; he's unfit, He rushed him back. It's just like, what? This is what his whole life was basically geared towards: getting to a Champions League final with a chance to really win it. It was just like, of course, he's going to play. Did you do you feel like the same way? Do you do you think I'm an idiot?
1: I don't think you're an idiot, no, Sean. Thanks, um,
2: actually, I appreciate that. I didn't,
1: yeah, I was, I was always of the hope that he would be included in that starting eleven. Um, you know, hopefully being reasonably fit, it was always going to be like pretty close. Um, but ultimately, I, I you know, I, I think the outcome of that final sort of influences that whole debate anyway, and I, I feel like. Tottenham's chances of winning the final are always going to depend on having Harry Kane in the team and um and a few things going their way, and you know they got one of those things in Kane being you know fit ish to play, but when you know when they when they had their chances in that final they they didn't take them and they ended up you know getting sucker punched at the end, so you know like yes he should have started the final and. It's it's just a bit of a sadness that it ended the way it did. But <laughs> I don't really know what else to say on
2: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just gets it just gets annoying when people suggest to me, "Oh, it should have been Lucas." I was like, "No, he was the." I get he scored the, the hat trick, but it would have been a bit of just overdoing it to give him the keys for the final. It was it, yeah. it, it made more sense to bring Lucas off the bench anyway because he had the kind of pace that could change the game like that. Like if you wanted one one of those forwards to be on the bench, he probably would have been him. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, come back for the next season. About midway through, he tears his hamstring, and that was kind of set to rule him out for the whole season. This is before about we learned about COVID and stuff like that, and I was really, I was really kind of worried that this was like his third major injury in three years, and it was just like. Is, it, is, it, is he just going to be that kind of guy now? Is he just going to be one of those people who's like, oh, when he's fit, you know, watch out. But you're just always like wondering that. And I was really kind of concerned that that was in forever. And especially, you know, we, when we came back from lockdown, he went to training and the, the pictures came out. And he looked quite a bit, a little bit podgy by his standards. And it was just like, uh doesn't look good here. But got back in shape even when no one on the team was in shape like under Mourinho it was probably it was probably the worst that the squad had been in terms of fitness he managed to sort himself out I think he said that he changed change the diet or something to try and um, find a way to do it um, were you did you have like similar kind of worries?
1: He wasn't like an outlier there though was he like a lot of the squad were just out of shape because it yeah know, the whole ethos was around just sitting deep and yeah um... And just getting them on the counter, really. Um, I mean, like, there, there, there was a spell when he kept picking up knocks like consecutively, and um, as as the months sort of drifted by, the the concerns of him becoming more injury prone obviously grow, um, and uh, he ended up missing like. Crucial points in the season, in you know, pretty dire seasons. <laughs> points really, yeah. You know, like if you yeah. if you actually think about some of the games towards the back end of that eighteen nineteen season in, in the league, anyway, like they kind of limp across the finish line to get into the top four, and then remember that Bournemouth 18... game. Yeah, the Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah Been yeah. yeah. bloody, yeah. 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 That was just it's just ridiculous. Just son getting himself sent off and then. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh,
2: and then fourth got sent off as well, and it was just like, and then we could oh, see them in the last minute. Was yeah. it as Ake score? I'm just thinking, like, that's it, we're done. Yeah, but Thankfully, your, just... your boys Brian did us a favour. So,
1: yeah, well, you know, we're solid down here. We're good geezers. I think I don't actually think I watched the Bournemouth game, but I was, I was at, I was out somewhere, and I had the notifications on my phone, which is what made the sun and the fight red cards so strange (laughs) there
2: must be some mistake
1: yeah like okay if one person's gone and then like but like the the gap in like the 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 second red card to the goal was just like so drawn out and so like demoralizing that when that punch eventually came because you can't help but think like they're just gonna
0: mike Rowe here with a radical idea if you want to see more companies make more things in this country Collapse
2: at some point. <laughs> no, if you've if score like the 55th minute, you know what? It's, that's fine. We'll take it. But 90th minute was so close with nine men. it's yeah. played all right as well, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah There's fun. some great pictures from that on there from that game where you've got like Trippier, um, Sissoko. Um, yeah. So it's <laughs> like be giving orders to the people, whole team. Yeah, he's like, giving orders. Uh, <laughs> like saying say, like, you guys got to be there. And like, it's like yeah. three or four of them and it's like, that's half of the players outfield on the pitch right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, like, it like Trippy was like at the back end of like his worst season for us as well. And it's just like he's, Oh my god. Yeah. And he's quite uh,
1: uh, he's,
2: he's he's pretty solid these days. Yeah. But um but yeah, that yeah.
1: so was a was a funny old end to the season because it was all just it was just hope's penned on came being fit for the final in the end.
2: Yeah, it? yeah. And then under Mourinho when he got injured then uh Mourinho kind of shit the bed a little. Didn't really know what how to play without him. Tried all these different things. Had a pop up Troy Parrott, who's just like, you know, the fans don't even know what he looks like, and he's and they're calling for him to play games. So all right. he didn't didn't he say like that, did you? So, um, I feel like there's a good point, Jude, where I think I have to address that article I wrote once. Oh yeah, you know the one I mean. You know the one I mean. No, I don't know. You not know. So the, so in February or March twenty twenty, I wrote an article where it was like, "Son's better than Kane now." Oh
1: okay, oh
2: yeah, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh, he, he remembers now. He remembers because he got a lot of. There was actually, side Spurs were like, makes a fair point, and people from him Spurs were like, mm, "Not say that." <laughs> but my, my whole the whole argument was the record in terms of goals and assists over like the last forty or fifty games or something. It was was about level. If he took out pens, Son was ahead and Son was fitter. Like He's never kind of had those injury worries. He was there in the big games. He was a big part of what we got to the Champions League final more so than Kane. And that was just basically, it was like, I don't think Kane's coming back from these injuries. I think he's going to be pretty injured and that's the end of him. And then Kane got himself into shape. He completely reinvented his game. Became way more of a creator. That's probably like the one of the only good things that Jose really did—he kind of tapped into that playmaker uh, style. Because got it got more out of both Son and Kane in that. Mm-hmm. It's quite simple. Kane, you drop deep. You play the ball over to Son. You join him. He'll even pass you or he'll score himself. Very simple system. Problem was we didn't have the defenders to really defend the way he wanted to. So, yeah, it was almost yeah. too simple by the end. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying I was wrong. I was say- I'm saying that. I would like to think that Kane had a real Michael Jordan and I took that personally moment for him. <laughs> That's the way I like to think of it. Uh, I, know, I know Harry. I know he's a big fan of Todd. I know he's he my work. Yeah, he's
1: a big Michael Jordan, Jordan fan as well. <laughs> it's funny you say Michael Jordan. I actually saw the the video clip that is responsible for the, you know, F M kids meme. <laughs> Just, on <my> <laughs> Just on my Twitter the other day. But it's yeah. something like, yeah, it's something like he's if he makes or if he if he misses one of three shots or something like that, that he has to buy all the kids in attendance two hundred dollar shoes,
2: and he just sinks, <laughs> he just sinks
1: everyone.
2: <laughs> That's the competitiveness, right there. Yeah, it really
1: is. He's such a gambling man that no chance, yeah. no chance is he? Is he
2: yeah. That up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So in that twenty twenty-one season where Kane reinvents himself a little. He's the first player to ever lead the Premier League in goals and assists in the same season. Uh so obviously he won the golden boot, won the kind of the newish playmaker award. Well, for some reason it's called that. Mm. And I remember being really kind of annoyed that he didn't win any of the Player of the Year awards. And they went to I think they went to Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz. All of yeah. them, who now I can't buy a game from Man City, even though they got crap defenders. So it tells you we need to go there. But it was just, I was, just, it was just like people saying, "Oh, but he's seven. It's like, yeah, he's the reason Spurs are that high to begin with. <laughs> you saw, like, if we were. There is no COVID danger that Spurs finishing the bottom half in nineteen twenty because without Kane, without Son, um, we were falling down the league at an alarming rate. Jose had no idea what to do in terms of striking, he played Dele Ali there, it didn't really work. That you might try tried Bergwijn and Lucas there, it didn't really work because they're not, like the same kind of focal point. We didn't have the other kind of goal threat that Son provided to survive without it. And we were losing these games that really should be like we got massively outplayed at home to Wolves, I remember, just before mm. lockdown. We, I was there in the FA Cup game, we lost to Norwich, where, that's the one where Diagos into the crowd at the end of the game. It's just like, Spurs can't, even hang with these teams who are way down the league, let alone yeah. beat them. It was really worrying. And so the, but this idea that Kane should have been punished for Spurs coming seventh, it, was just, it just seemed nonsense to me. I was really annoyed that it was kind of being overlooked. That, because I didn't actually know before, like to the late in the season, that no one had topped both the goals and assist charts. But I think that's a really huge thing and that should kind of automatically put you in with a strong shout first player of the year awards
1: but Ruman Diaz um, transformed Manchester City <laughs> defense you know we've all got to, we've all got to suck up to Manchester City haven't we
2: And the, yeah, I don't think the defensive records were even that much different Where anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have got you you know yeah, me you know I, I wrote a big article before about how I hate when defenders and goalies get given these awards it is a nonsense it especially, is especially, nonsense. you're not, it, especially not in a proper footballer.
1: Yeah, especially in a season where somebody has contributed so much in attacking areas, um, coming first in goals and assists, like you say, it's just a ridiculous achievement. And I think it was a bit cruel for that not to be recognised. But, you know, at least he actually had the, the the pictures with the boots and the assist trophy. You know, They took
2: him on awesome. holiday with him. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, the the little picture is beside the pool where he's got the two boots there. It was like, Is this the most divorced dad in EGM or the biggest (laughs) flex ever? It's really hard to tell.
1: Yeah, and so began quite an uncertain summer.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, it was was immediately after the season. And you know, he does the kind of interview with Gary Neville. He says that, you know, he wants to kind of win the big titles. He's a big fan of Kevin De Bruyne and all that kind of stuff. Comes out that wants to leave to go to Man City. Um, and I, I think well, we were kind of fine with it not least because he was doing on the knockout stage he was doing really well at the Euros with England and it's not his fault that we didn't win the final and stuff like that um, but it was kind of accepted that you know we are in no man's land we couldn't hire a manager for two months after we sacked one because no one wanted the job um, and the one guy that did want the job was so. A bad bastard, and we and kind of got voted out by the fans before he yeah. even took the job, which is a real kind of proud moment in this in this club. That's that proves it power to the people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. but it was kind of, I think we kind of accepted, you know, what if he wants to go, then he deserves to be somewhere else. The annoying part was that the whole time, like over the years, we kind of talked ourselves into if Kane were to ever leave, he'd be professional about it, and then he doesn't show up for training. And you just like the mask has slipped a little. And I remember being really almost irrationally kind of angry at that, where it's like, he's betrayed me. <laughs> me, dude. Me as a Spurs fan. That's okay. what's happened.
1: Well, it was odd, wasn't it? It's 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 an interesting way to go when, when players want to force transfers, but it's not it's it doesn't seem like it's not like a I've been promised a, a move on, you know, get me out as soon as possible. Like a, like a trussard in, in January or whatever, you know, <laughs> it, it was, it was, it seemed just a bit like out of Yeah, three years left and, on his
2: deal, we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You probably do that this time, you can't do it, you couldn't do it back then.
1: Yeah. It just seemed like really strangely mis- misguided and, um, like badly, a, 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 quite a poorly influenced decision. Um, I, I can't. Afterwards,
2: that he didn't actually miss it like from his side it was like okay good one
1: <laughs>
2: it was like the, the secret's out you can't you can't put it back in you know
1: yeah so yeah then obviously City try and try and try and get him and Nuno says no
2: <laughs> rejected Nuno. by Nuno you know <laughs> yeah do you, do you remember it was like it was we were asking for like over 100 mil I think the highest city ever got was like somewhere between 60 and 70. And then there was all this talk about the player, like if City weren't going to reach that price tag, they were willing to throw players in as part of as kind of like make weights. And it was like Sterling, Laporte, and those guys. And it kind of mm-hmm. immediately came out okay, none of these City players want to go Spurs. Hitch. <laughs> those negotiations just quickly on like the, the blower to their agents. Now, I'm not going to Tottenham. <laughs> I think Sterling just, was a big one. It was just like immediately, no, no yeah. chance.
1: Yeah. I did um, yeah. not understand why at the time. But then, yeah. obviously, you know, the curse, I, the curse strikes again, and they can't buy a <laughs> when they come to Spurs. Yeah. At the narrative set season.
2: up for opening of
0: the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was just, that really was ridiculous as far as, because, I think in hindsight, we could all sort of see that the Nuno era was going to end pretty, pretty quickly. Um, we
2: were awful in this game.
1: Yeah, we were
2: absolutely... In the first 15 minutes, we had no idea what we were doing and you could really tell. I remember just watching and thinking, we are so fucked. This yeah. guy cannot coach a team in possession. Oh my God. No. Like, yeah, you go back really and watch, it's, it's a real free for Like, players are running, like, Lucas and Berg are making the same runs. Like, Son doesn't really know if he's playing central, right or left. It's like, it was just such a mess and we somehow got yeah. to win because yeah, that's what we were expected to.
1: I mean, a, a three of Son, Bergwijn and Lucas, just, it just should not strike fear into, into City whatsoever. No, for it some should, reason, no. as soon as Son got that got that goal, then <laughs> City just absolutely crumbled and just couldn't couldn't <laughs> find a way through properly. Yeah. And, and like, so, I, I think they ended up going on a run of like three 1-0 wins yeah, With yeah. like three of the worst you know. goals <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah, he got manager of the month. <laughs> Which I can't believe people voted. I, I think that's a, that's a voting one, isn't it? But I can't believe that's been that that would have been voted in. Because like the, the goal against the goal against Buddy Wolves, that was a penalty, wasn't it? That was a deadly penalty.
2: Um, a, uh, Free kick that went all the way in against Watford, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, that was just the other one. <laughs> <laughs> it's the least impressive, really unbeaten, was. perfect month ever.
1: Horrible. I genuinely like to look at the XG from those sort of games because I don't think Spurs ever really created quality chances.
2: <laughs> it was awful. It was like, you know, the, the Lampard meme where it's like, fluke goal, average goal, fluke goal. <laughs> That's exactly what happened in that month.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Um, and then he eventually sort of Kane eventually comes back into the team,
2: doesn't he? And I think mm. it's in that Wolves game, um, comes off the bench in that game. I think comes off the bench. Yeah, they oh. start. I was at the gate the first start. The had he got given the captain's armband against de Frey in the Conference League, and I was actually really surprised yeah. because you know at the end of the City game, it was everyone was waving the flags and singing. Are you watching Harry Kane? It felt like a kind of a really kind of weird moment. You at like, the totality of Kane's Tottenham career. But then a couple of weeks later, he gets his first start. He gets a huge cheer um, when his name's read out. He scored a goal off like ten minutes. He got a huge kind of standing ovation. they a singing his name, and it was almost like kind of water under the bridge. You know, if you're going to be here and you're going to score goals, that's all sort that of really matters. It was almost like forgive but don't forget. Yeah. But then he starts the season really poorly. Like he doesn't. I think by Christmas he has about two goals.
1: Are you excluding? Europa Conference League goals for me. the Europa
2: Conference League does not does not count.
1: Wow, it's, it's not
2: it's not canon. <laughs> it's not canon.
1: It's not yet canon,
2: but it's up to us <laughs> to make it canon.
1: You know, it's up to us to push the the narrative that this is a big tournament. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that was the it's it's a it's an odd sort of start to the season because obviously Nunu ends up being ditched pretty pretty quickly and then they eventually get. Conte in, but it doesn't it doesn't seem like the strengths are going immediately towards Kane when, when Conte mm-hmm. first takes over, doesn't it? Um it's very much like oh we've got wing backs and fringe players and, and things like that who we could get the best yeah. out of rather than um rather than the individuals, which is a little odd looking back on it now.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like Remember at the Euros, Conte was doing punditry and, he, and it kinda of went viral over here. He was saying about how he would use Kane and he said, I tend to just stay in the box. Don't don't do your playmaking stuff. Just stay in the box and you'll score goals. And he kind of started that's the way that he started. He wasn't scoring goals. So he kind of caved in and like every passing week he started dropping deeper a little bit more. Um it really kind of was noticeable in two of the games we went three, five two rather than three four three against Liverpool at home, the two two draw we probably should have won. And then the the Bergwine Leicester game a month later, where he's playing out front with Lucas for the most part. And he was just he just controlling everything by dropping deep. And you could really see. And obviously Kuzewski comes in and that completes the attack. It's like the the perfect attack in the league. And he's scoring more. He ends I think it ends with eighteen goals last year. And most yeah, of those were in the second bad. half of the season.
1: Yes, because Spurs just they just exploded with that with that front three because they just clipped immediately and son was bagging and then yeah Kane sort of charged from deep didn't he really almost yeah to finish pretty pretty high up but like um the, yeah he just had a few scenes where he'd got like eighteens or something like that which is just always I always find that frustrating like 20 goals that's it that's the good yeah, the yeah. Through, you know um, I mean, it looks like he'll probably smash that this season. Yeah. He, he actually, season. like, considering the start, because it, it was a horribly slow start to actually get that high up, was a pretty decent effort.
2: Yeah. And, we, you know, we've come into the season now. And I think at the start, he looked sluggish, but he was scoring pretty much every game. And it kind of, you know, if he's scoring goals, he's a striker, that's his job. It kind of hides everything else. It was not but it's not just him, obviously everyone knows no one really playing that well. Um but he scored in so many games and so many important goals this year that we've played um twenty two Premier games so far. He's only um blanked in seven games. And I think he's it's really kinda of gone under the radar when people talk about Haaland and stuff. But obviously Haaland's goal scoring is amazing it's another level or and he'll probably break all sorts of record this year. But in terms of like players who aren't freaks and turn up in games between Man City and Tottenham a lot, um, Kane's having a phenomenal year. It's gone. It's gone a little bit hidden. And when I see people doing their like team of the season so far, they kind of shunt out Kane. Like, mm. there's no reason you can't pick him. You know, the, yeah. the PFA team of the year is quite Darth Crooks.
1: I actually think that that gap between Haaland and Kane might just shrink towards it might yeah back end of this season, especially if um if Kane does perform similarly in the same time frame to, to the last campaign. Um, because City don't look all that organised at the moment, and no. um, like Harlan he's was figuring not,
2: out Harlan as well.
1: Yeah, he was not particularly influential in that game, um, at the weekend. Um, so they, they, I mean, they, they, this is the problem. though I mean, like, Kane could have a standout game and it'll be like him getting a goal and two assists, and then Haaland might play Bournemouth and score a hat trick and a 5 0 win, and that's. Yeah. Like, the odds the are stacked goal. in. Yeah, they're all the same goal. So the odds are stacked in, in one's favour um, a little more heavily than the others. But
2: um, I think Sunday's game showed that the Kane Harlem debate, Kane would score so many goals playing for City but there was no chance that Hahn would get anywhere near his title if he played for Spurs.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's about right.
2: <laughs> so, you know, a little kink for that. I'm sure there'll be like a kind of rivalry that goes on for a few more years should Kane remain in England, Spurs or otherwise over the next few years. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're nearing the end, Jude. I think, we should we do our favourite stuff of Kane's? What's, what was your favourite Kane goal? If you had to pick one,
1: oh, this Under is two, always, six, seven. Oh, this is always a tricky one, um, because I'll probably just end up rattling a few off the bat that I won't be able to choose between. Um, there's Arsenal fifteen sixteen with the whole um the mask off, s- ...streaming and taking the mask off. Um, I think for more like, like the aesthetics of a of a goal the the one against Palace in 2020-21 where he like arrives on the edge of the box, like hits it right footed, it swerves towards towards the far post and goes in, like I think it's very like top of the side netting, like that's just artistry right there, um, and then probably probably the header against Arsenal as well as like a, I was there moment because that,
2: that 14, one. Yeah, the 14-15 one, yeah. Oh, yeah he's got should we talk about it a bit more? Because I don't I think we talked about it enough. Because that yeah. felt like, in addition to the Chelsea game, it felt like part two of that kind of coming out. In the there was so much talk about Kane from the Arsenal side going into the derby. It was like, I don't see the real deal. Like, What was the guy who dressed like a player on AFTV called? Like Bully or something? Bully, yeah, Bully. He said that yeah. the famous whose name <laughs> is Harry Kane kind of line. And then there's the <laughs> shot of him in the stands after he scored the brace. And he's just looking there, it's like... Dead pan down the camera like he's in the office or something. Yeah, he said yeah. That <laughs> was that. That was it. That was his game. Like so, kind of excited going into that derby because the atmosphere from the game was so great. We go one nil down. Doesn't matter. We were battering. Like, it's probably like one of the only times in my life where we killed Arsenal. Yeah. We pinned them down. We dominated them, and we absolutely deserved to win. Yeah. And Kane gets that the first goal was like the scruffy corner goal, and then the 86 minute goal where Ben Clebs crossing is so high and like the like the 17-18 he just hangs in there so long and it's the perfect ending and then he comes in the end and, he's just, and he says to the, straight into the camera "Got another love North London derby eh and it's just like oh it's like oh this guy oh this hero. gets it this guy gets it and I went out for a great Nando's after that so it was a great day <laughs> <laughs> fabulous
1: end to the day yeah, that was, yeah, that was a ridiculous derby because um, it just, yeah, we were just, Spurs were just, by the end of the 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 side that they were shooting towards, it, they were just sucking the ball in towards, it was ridiculous, like, it was just a matter of time before they ended up breaking through and it, it yeah. seemed like a, a real, a real good, like, uh, all right, we're going to, we're going to be decent, like, in a, in a season or two, like, you know, give yeah. us a little bit of time, like,
2: the pieces are here
1: uh, the pieces are there and you know maybe it's you know maybe it's different people in centre mid and maybe you, you get another attacker or whatever but like the foundation's there I, you yeah. know, Arsenal weren't particularly good on the day and they, they weren't in like a, they weren't in their pomp I don't think they might have had a good season the one before perhaps but
2: yeah they had, they had a late rally they finished third quite comfortably but they weren't like yeah. an amazing team that year yeah it was the Alexis Sanchez SSN HQ Sanchez yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> what are you doing this game? <laughs> Fucking nothing. <laughs> I'm being against Arsenal that season. We got four points from them. That's quite underrated. Yeah. Well, that was a Chadley.
1: Yeah, that's a Chadley. That was brilliant.
2: Yeah, that was great fun. Why is uh, Nasser Chadley scoring in the Emirates? Brilliant. It shushes them in everything. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> good. It's a really um, nice goal. It's like, sur- yeah. it's
1: like a surgical goal. Like they just cut through yeah. him really quickly, and he just yeah finishes it in. Yeah. yeah, I
2: think in terms of the favorite kangal, I think I went, with, I went with the Palace one. That's the one I decided on in like the last few days when you saw the pieces going around in the videos. And I'm actually lucky enough to be there for that. That was still in towards the end of the lockdown. Um, oh
1: wow, yeah, when well, the got,
2: COVID was. Is that, is that yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was sat almost kind of where the press area is at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I was almost right behind from where he struck it. I think I think I was sat with Ben Haynes at the time. Um, well, like, socially distance, obviously. Um, but I don't think we just kind of there was this audible kind of from the media section not just the benches but the, the media just like how did he do that? Mm-hmm. Like, just because it was his first time it's not even just like, like taking in touch and picking out it's not like the you know like the cross against Everton in seventeen eighteen where it just goes all the way in it was like he meant to do that Yeah, but like, the difficulty that takes and then my, one of my favourite other bits from that is that Gareth Bale is behind him and he gets really psyched about the goal as well and it's just like why is not impressing Gareth Bale like that. <laughs> we think, think about the loving for Gareth Bale in the last couple of months because he's retired and stuff. Like, just how cool is that that no, Gareth I, Bale has been so impressed by this guy like that?
1: No, I totally agree. I think like the the myth of those players being on the uh, on the same on the same pitch at the same time. You know, and scoring. Yeah, yeah, that's sort all of fan fiction <laughs> element of it for sure. Like, man, it makes it so much better. And then you can, like, there are pictures afterwards of, like, Bale just being like, yeah, doing his big whale celebration yeah. with Kane. And it's like... Like, yeah. genuinely, like, like,
2: impressed and, like, <laughs> going crazy about that goal. It's like, oh, yeah. so cool. Such a cool yeah. moment. The annoying thing is that no fans of it. Yeah. It it Nobody complete. got to
1: enjoy it. that I, was like, I
2: was like the weird period of where with Mourinho it was over, but we would still spank the smaller teams because just the attacking talent was just enough. Yeah, yeah, they would just like play you'd... really high and just, yeah. <laughs> just try yeah. and pick them off every now and again. Yeah. And then I think talk talked a bit about the games. Is there like a particular King game where he didn't score that you think about? I think for me, it's the Madrid Champions League game. The home game.
1: When we didn't score? Um, it's hard to think of
2: games where he didn't score, isn't it, though? I I guess well, it's,
1: it's yeah, well, yeah. There's so few. Um, cool should have had
2: a bigger thing. I think, <laughs> think- <laughs> uh, I think it has to be Madrid though. yeah I'm, I'm happy <laughs> no, there's no, <laughs> no kind of with it, like every big it's almost like a trick question because every big state game that we've won he's almost had a major saying with a goal or something
1: mm.
2: so and that was pretty much the only game we didn't score but he facilitated it so well he kind of stood up to Ronaldo and Benzema and was like I'm on your level. Stick with Benzema that season. Benzema scored eight, um, five goals all season long, even though he was fit for the whole season. Oh, yeah and he just came and announced himself like, "I, I might not score, but I'm going to do everything." He really kind of, he a real kind of battle with Ramos. I remember like throwing him about, using his weight. He tried to dink the keeper a couple of times. Where he, he, always tried that. He's always mm-hmm. trying those little deft ones. And then he think he had a. He had a strike in the first half where it got. If VAR was looking at it, then Madrid probably wouldn't have been penalised for a handball. Um, it just showcased just like, and then there's the iconic picture of after Eriksen scores his goal, the third goal, and he's knee sliding, and Delhi's running in the background, and Kane's coming to join him. It's just like, oh man, these guys. This is their stage. The they they belong on this stage.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely wild game to watch that. But yeah, he was like, yeah, Kane was like bumping into Ramos and like, uh, and pretty much dragging. He embraced him that. He bitch. really wanted it. Yeah, and like there was just so much room for for Son and Eriksen towards the end to just run in and like <laughs> that second, the second deli goal is hilarious. And It's just like the ridiculous <laughs> deflection that just veers off, bloody Ramos, and so far, <laughs> just it just it's just so deceptive for the goalkeeper. Um, but that third one, the third goal is brilliant, and like Kane plays, I think, yeah. a pretty big role in it. From what I remember,
2: a prelude to what Kane is now, like being able mm. to drop so deep and facilitate that kind of chance like that. And I <laughs> think the weird thing, what like when I watched it back, was Ericsson with sneaky pace because now he's so yeah. slow. For obvious reasons. Yeah, he was he just had enough to kind of sprint away, and he wasn't like an intense sprinter. Obviously, he had a bit of Arsenal about him in that sense. He held a lot of distance.
1: He held Luca Modric off,
2: who's also yeah. still going. Was, that, yeah, that was a poetic moment. Yeah, it was just like was the fun. image of him. Because he does a little like kind of dink to get it over people's legs. Yeah. And Modric is just chasing him. It's just like, God, this is so poetic.
1: <laughs> it feels like poetic purely for the romantic Spurs fan though, because Real still went on
2: to win the Champions League. Season, <laughs> you know? <laughs> A lot, yeah, a lot of Spurs is winning the battle, and not the war. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's precisely that.
1: <laughs> yeah, like I remember bragging being like, "Yeah, Spurs be the Champions League winners this season." How many of you can say that?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think. Well, you know, what? I think part of the annoyance was that kind of split opinion after that match where you had people who were kind of like, "Yeah, fair play, you beat Real Madrid," and then there was like it was almost like overthinking contrarians where they were like, it's not that impressive. You're you're good enough to do this. But it was also at the same time, you need to factor in that a team can do this, but you don't really know that until they go and do it. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of my my comparison will be, future comparison will be, when Arsenal in the Champions League next year, yeah, we know they're good. But it's different to do on a European stage and go to that kind of next level. But you need to be able to it's not because I think about it, I think about how many times the Spurs is like oh, they are good enough but they didn't win X Y Z. It's almost like that. The yeah. Spurs deserve credit for actually doing it and not just being competitive.
1: Yeah, and having good runs there. I always think it's fascinating, yeah. you know. If uh, if I if Arsenal win the league and end up playing in the Champions League, then you know, let's see if they end up having like a season where they go out in the group stage first, or if they actually oh
2: yeah, I've, I I thought that yeah. Or
1: if they if if they have a good like. A good crack at it and end up going deep, you know. Like, it's, it, it it shows like a team's metal, you know. And like, sometimes it, it happens where like you get knocked out in the first game, which is what Spurs had, but they managed to like qualify again and had a better run and like started testing themselves more regularly against the likes of Real and Juve. And like, yeah, they, I, I, they lost the second leg to Juve, but like they didn't lose to Real that, that season, they got a draw and a win. And they um, they fought back to get a draw at U A, which was pretty remarkable, considering the absolutely shocking start that they
2: yeah they, yeah. Made, they made that but, game. But yeah, I do think I do think with that um, I have a one of my friends is an Arsenal fan. Um, the one the kind of thing obviously obviously's' enjoying the season and Arsenal won trophies in the last few years to kind of paper over the cracks. So he's had kind of good moments there. But the one thing he gets annoyed about is that. Spurs have had so many more kind of enjoyable European nights than them. Like Arsenal, is like like yeah they got to the Europa League final, but then they got spanked by, um Chelsea. Um, the run itself wasn't that particularly enjoyable. They are they haven't been past the last sixteen of the Champions League since twenty ten. It's just like you look at Spurs, like how many kind of class moments that we've had in Europe. It's just like the one the one of the last things we really got over them. Um, but yeah. It's nice to really yeah, have yeah. those European nights,
1: yeah, for sure. And you know, hopefully, we get a few more this season. And hopefully, Kane yeah. is, a yeah, big still big every part chance, yeah, because you know, yeah. it's it's a weird sort of Champions League season. I'm not saying like you know, Spurs quite are, open, uh, are there for it, but yeah, it's it's quite open. And you know, um, the games against Milan will be interesting. You know, the two second string keepers battling it out, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Oh, more good, later, yeah,
2: but, yeah. We'll, we'll think the best, probably three of the best teams in Europe Arsenal, United, and Barcelona in the Europa League.
1: I know, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Do and you think they probably all want to throw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, no, all three of them want no part of it whatsoever.
2: Can <laughs> you go out now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, United, Barca being a playoff tie is hilarious. <laughs> Very good.
2: Good mm. narrative as well with the young stuff. Um, let's quickly wrap on Kane then Um, what for the future because obviously in recent weeks there have been the kind of real reports that he might even stay at Spurs it looked for so long that he's he's, going to leave at the end of the season but um, there is every chance that he still stays if he's convinced by the direction say we win the FA Cup or get top 4 then might have one last kind of reboot with the contract Um, but the main takeaway I had from Sunday being there was and watching him score the goal. the goal, how much it meant to him when he celebrated as well, At like the kind of instinctive reactions he had, the interviews after, the way he kind of, um, when he was watching the video message from Jimmy Greaves' son, like kind of just like staring up in wonder at the big screen on his own. I really think he can't leave. I, can't, I don't think the club can allow him to leave. They've got to do everything they can. Mm-hmm. Give him whatever he wants. He, he is Tottenham. Tottenham will not be cared about in the same light if Harry Kane is not here anymore, if he leaves of his own accord.
1: Yeah, this this is basically what I've always said, like to people who have used the argument. You know, take hundred million for this lad and go and reinvest it in the team. It's almost sort of like, well, if he's sold, what's the point in any of it, any yeah. anymore?
0: <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. What's the point of caring? What is
1: the what is the point in continuing as a football club if you've brought through this wonderful player pretty much all the way through? you know, the youth sides into the senior team, they've just become the, um, you know, the, the club's all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah, you, you can't allow someone like that to leave. It would just be, I don't know, uh, 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 talk about football romance a lot today, but it would be a real dagger to the, to that particular heart, you know, um, yeah. considering how much he, he does mean to, to, to Spurs fans and quite like a u- unique sense in the mon in the mon game because yeah it's 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 not really you don't have too many rider Rovers mm, stories and yeah. that sort of in that sort of light. Obviously the, the the trophies thing is is the one thing that is just like a bit a bit of like a dark cloud that just lingers over. Um but that the hope is that maybe they can sort out a few of the sort of chaotic um issues that are currently facing Spurs on the field and you know the manager situation as well. And yeah. you know, crack on and make a real fist of like a few of the trophies on offer. Because I don't think, you know, they've not they've not had a serious cup run for a while. Certainly not in mm. the FA Cup. Yeah, um, not the FA Cup.
2: Yeah. Um and I, I do think
1: there are there are, there are opportunities to go deep in in Europe and and in the FA Cup. So you know hopefully Kane has a big you know part to play in that. Maybe he looks at someone like Messi, who eventually got over the hump of winning the World Cup with Argentina quite mm, recently. Mm. Uses that as some inspiration for the the second half of this season. Just says, "Right, come on, let's just let's just really power up. It, it can be done.
2: It can yeah. be done. You
1: know, everyone can like say, a been set. "Yes, exactly." You know, you can have a load of criticism, a load of naysayers, and you can just go and do it, and you can prove more wrong. And that would be my big hope, really. And then you yeah. would hope, you know natural happiness just kicks in from there and he's happy to stay and you know um, you know but that's but that's you know just dreaming of a of a paradise far away is that Simpson's gift that you love that <laughs> 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 you know I can't remember who the bloke is but
2: yeah. Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hats yeah. Yeah he's daily can you imagine a world without lawyers. <laughs> 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 that is good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we've talked a lot about Kane today I'm exhausted yeah that was oh, a, a big effort. long one that one yeah. It has, yeah big slog that one yeah <laughs> never a slog. okay no, never a any, any, lo- any last thoughts on Kane before we go um uh, War A Player uh, War A Player and uh, my my goat <laughs> and my goat yeah uh, no, I, what I don't really but yeah he's great yeah okay cool we'll leave it there then uh thank you for listening everyone hopefully this was a great way to wrap up the week of kane lovins hope you enjoyed it if you have please kind of leave a rating and a review and subscribe it really helps us a lot and we will see you next time where we're planning a big ac milan special dude aren't we a big ac milan special yes we are. big milan special okay cool thank you for listening everyone On a Tuesday
1: night You play Thursday Cause you're